Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Hi there, welcome back to the Single Parent Advocate podcast. I am Daryl Moody, joining you once again from my home here in Orlando, Florida. She is the Single Parent Advocate, Stacey Poitras, joining us once again from the beautiful, posh, luxurious SPA studios there at Work Innovators Network at VentureX Castle Hills in Dallas, Texas. Stacey, how are you? I'm doing great. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. We're really excited that this week is kind of coming to a close. <laughs> it's yes, been busy. I, I'm feeling the Friday vibes for sure, for sure. Uh, so let's jump right into uh, what you guys are doing there at Single Parent Advocate. Catch us up to date. Uh, I know Father's Day is right around the corner and and back to school looms even larger beyond that. What are you working on right now? So I just kind of rolled out uh, locally a call to action for everybody to help us find funding to get some dads and grads, uh, you know, some extracurricular activities and tickets, you know, fun things that they can do with their kids. A lot of our single dads that we serve get their kids for the summer right after school is out. And, you know, um, just like single moms, you know, a lot of single dads really run on it on fumes as far as time and uh, treasure, right? So we want them to be able to get real quality time with their kids. And so our philosophy is if we can get tickets to a baseball game or, you know, some kind of family fun, you know, whether it's a water park or um, we've done bowling before. We've sent people to FC Dallas games or to there's a Frisco Rough Riders here in town. We just want to send these families out to get good quality time so that dads can really connect with their kids. Um, I know that's really on their hearts. And, uh, you know, so we're here to honor them and we're going to be looking for sponsors to underwrite a a single dad and their kids to be able to go to have some family fun and togetherness uh, without really, uh, you know, crashing the budget, so to speak, for Father's Day in mid-June. And then uh, every year um, during back to school, we spend anywhere between ten and fifteen thousand dollars on school supplies. That's backpacks, everything you can think of for uh, children, whether they're working uh, on their school from home remotely or whether they're going into a building somewhere. We really want to empower uh, these kids with all that they need uh, for back to school. All the kids from our single parent families here in Dallas. Um, these kids, you know, typically are awesome. You know, they just they accept whatever we give them. And so we always want to give them the best. One of the most difficult things really to think about is, uh, you know, um, some of the science classes require like these mathematical calculators, scientific calculators. And, um, you know, while some people use their phones, they have a smartphone. A lot of a lot of kids don't have a smartphone and they need to get the actual calculator. So TI-86. Uh, there you go. So, uh, you know, you got to you got to 
pull a hundred bucks out of your pocket for that sometimes. So we we have a lot of volunteers who really work hard to find all of the different deals that are going on, whether it's at Walmart or dollar stores, and and uh, they go out and they start right now looking for deals for all of our single families and their kids to get uh, the best. Uh, possible products at the lowest possible prices and so our sponsors like that because they just you know underwrite the purchase of what we put in the hands of, of the children you know and the parents are just always so very grateful so we're looking at doing that this summer again at the end of July we need everybody to help us replace that money so that uh, you know we can keep moving on so. Well, you said you said before we before we started recording, you know, running a nonprofit organization is very similar to running a business. And right now you're in in, in the mode of, of gathering uh, donations and money to use to spend. But, you know, you also said you're sending folks out to buy supplies now when they can find them on sale. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the, the nuts and bolts and the legwork of of something like a back to school backpack drive like the one you're planning. Well, you know, it over the years as we've grown, you know, we had uh, a lot at the beginning where we would, uh, you know, do a donation drive, you know, and we would go to our area, uh, Huffines dealer, Huffines Automotive is a local sponsor in the Dallas area, a very big sponsor of ours. And uh, they would put out boxes and right. people would come and bring school supplies. But then what would happen is, what people brought didn't, even if we made a list, didn't necessarily match up and we'd end up going shopping anyway, right? So what we've done is we've decided to comb through all of the ISDs, stay really, really close for all of the uh, different uh, happenings as it relates to being uh, safe, you know, being virtual, being in person, what's that look like, What? how can we best forecast for our kids what they are going to need, whether they're, you know, going into pre-K or whether they're assumed to be senior and graduating, right? You know, and so those lists are very different among all the different ISDs, all of the different grades. We create a spreadsheet that would impress you and we have a tracker for where all the best prices were the year before and about what nice. time they came out. And we are we're in the starting blocks. <laughs> we're ready to to go and, you know, advocate on behalf of our families. And really, when we're advocating on behalf of our families, we're advocating on behalf of our sponsors, making sure that those dollars that are invested mm -hmm. go as far as possible for as sure. long as possible in the lives of, of each of the families that are nominated for our programs. You had mentioned the individual uh, school districts. Have they made a decision about whether they're going to offer the virtual option next year? Because I know here in Central Florida, uh, I mean, basically all of the school districts uh, around Orlando have, have announced that they're, you know, the, the state funding doesn't exist for it anymore because it was all funded through emergency measures. Uh, but, but they're basically saying, no, you either go through the school district's traditional virtual school, as they call it, or you come, you come to class. There's not going to be a, a learning from home option, uh, similarly to the way we had it during the pandemic. So what are they doing in Texas? I think it's pretty close to the same, Daryl. I, I, I didn't brush up on that before we got together today, but that's certainly a great topic for us to stay uh, in touch with and maybe intentionally put it together. But my vibe is everybody's going back to school. Real deal. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll, we'll come up with a great 
back to school episode of the single parent advocate podcast for you folks for sure uh let's talk about father's day uh a little more a little more imminent for you uh you said you're 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 getting your father your single fathers to do some networking while also calling for donations talk to me about the networking well basically you know just trying to go and get them to know each other um, you know, our our men in our communities are, you know, really wanting to recognize single fathers. Oftentimes, a single father is a peer in the business industry. They may be somebody, you know, at, at a chamber of sure. commerce or rotary, you know. Uh, sometimes uh, a single father is somebody who, you know, is just shoulder to shoulder with you in your career. And, um, you know, they they kind of keep it low key about, you know, having their kids sometimes. We don't wear shirts that say single dad. Not no, nothing's, you know, you know, they never say or indicate anything, but oftentimes uh, they are uh, feeling the squeeze, every bit of the squeeze that a single mom feels as well. And so uh, we really want to recognize and hold them up and uh, give them, you know, A, ideas, okay, am I right? Men and ideas, you know, you know, you go to your kids for your ideas. Hey, what do you want to do? You know, and you you try to work it out as a family. What do we want to do for Father's Day? But isn't that a little weird? Hey, how do you want to celebrate my day, everybody? You know, <laughs> and so we well, want to. But as, but as fathers, we all, we think of everybody else first. You know what I mean? So so the gift for us on Father's Day, at least I'm speaking for myself, but just being in the company of my kids, you know, that's my gift. So it's like, what do you want to do that we can all enjoy together? Because you probably don't want to watch golf all day and drink, you know, like I do. So it's like, you know, what's something that we can all collectively agree on that we're all going to enjoy? So let's say it's going to a baseball game or it's going bowling or it's going, you know, to get ice cream, you know, or, um, you know, having a picnic in Texas in the middle of June is <laughs> easily three or 103 degrees, if not more. So, um, you know, we, we want our, our dads to be able to have something in their hands, some ideas to be able to go. It could be going out to eat. It could be going to top golf, depending on the age of your children. Like you're saying, it could be just a day at home with a gift basket full of movies and, you know, things just to know, uh, you, you've got some thought starters and some things you can do and you're not alone in this, well, you know, you got friends. As far as as far as planning outings with other single dads, you 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 uh, get to explore what I call zone defense, <laughs> which is where you know you and you and the other dad kind of cover a certain amount of space, and you're like, okay, if one of the kids wanders off over there, you reel them back in. If if one of the kids wanders off over here, I'll, off here, I'll go grab him. You know, uh, my buddy calls it zone defense. Um, but to your point, you know, with this with this Father's Day gift that you're trying to to plan. You know, it's great to get these dads together now so they can go to the soccer game later together. You know what I mean? It's it's you can you know, you get these guys together and then they can plan those outings uh, for Father's Day. A great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, you know, I'll, I'll um, hopefully uh, be able to tell you, Daryl, that we're able to get lots of single dads together. And you and I have both talked about, you know, really wanting to emphasize uh, what good looks like in single fatherhood mm -hmm. and uh you know so we'll be definitely covering that as we move forward with the podcast but for now you know i'm just looking for some folks to underwrite 
uh, a few gifts of love for the dads that we have here in Dallas to be able to kind of hang up their hat for the day, spend some quality time with their kids and not really worry, you know, is it a hundred dollars? Is it $250? Is it, what is, what is it going to yeah. take to make a collective exhale and smile in the life of, of that family? And, you know, we want to make that come together and them not be able to worry about uh, the budget for just, just a day, you know? So, so with that being said, let's drive folks to singleparentadvocate.org, click the donate button, contribute a little bit to this effort, and hopefully we can brighten the Father's Day for some folks there in the greater Dallas area. Absolutely. You know, we are um, very grateful, as are all of our families and, and anybody who leans in at Single Parent Advocate, whether it's in the national social media realm or whether it's in uh, Dallas, you know, um, we truly are a community, and uh, it really resonates when somebody gets underneath uh, the lives of a single mom or dad, truly, and, and or the children, which brings us to the topic today. We're going to be talking about single-parent children. Well, I want to I share a story with our viewers and listeners, uh, kind of a single parenting triumph, if you will. I don't know if I call it a triumph, but it was, it was certainly a high point for me this week. Uh, it, it was a, it was an email that my oldest daughter, Elisa's PE coach sent to her mom this week, talking about something that had happened at school. Okay. I'm going to read the email to you because it kind of sets up the story. This is really great. So, uh, my, my, daughter's mother's name is Kelly and it starts off. Hi, Kelly. Uh, I wanted to send you a quick email to let you know how awesome Elise is. We're letting the kids choose what they like to play this week. Since it's the last full week of school, the kids chose soccer, jump rope, tennis, etc. Elise wanted to run the mile. I can't name one other kid who willingly would choose to run the mile in class. Other students joined in, but they all quit after one lap. She ran all nine laps, which equals a mile, and she ran it in 12 minutes and 43 seconds. Today, Elise was my inspiration. She has matured so much and is incredibly responsible and hardworking. Anyways, I thought you'd like to hear, have a wonderful day, Miss Palaz. So Miss Palaz is my daughter's PE coach. So my ex-wife sends that, that email to me and she says, I am crying. Miss Palaz just sent me this email and I didn't get a chance to follow up with Miss Palaz myself until a couple of days later when I dropped the girls off at school. I want to say it was Thursday morning and I pulled up and stopped and I said, Miss Palaz, I just want to thank you so much for the, for the kind note that you wrote about Elise and you sent it to my, to, to her mom. She sent it to me. Uh, just thank you so much for, for, you know, thinking so much of my daughter. And she said, Mr. Moody, I have to be honest with you. She really was my inspiration yesterday. Um, she said, I don't know what you and your ex-wife are doing with these kids, but continue to do it because whatever it is, it's working. And I told her, I said, you know, I tell my girls all the time, you can lose, you can fail, you can make a mistake, you can screw up, you can botch it, you can do whatever, but I will not allow you to quit. And you will make, you will give your best effort. And if you're going to do something like, say, I want to run the mile, you got to run all nine laps. You got to run the mile. Uh, and and Ms. Palaz went on to say that, that, you know, Elise, she called her the most intelligent and mature second grader that she's ever dealt with at school. 
And I got to be honest, Stacy, for someone who has spent the better part of the last three years agonizing over what my separation and divorce, what impact that's going to have on my kids, uh, it meant the world to me for somebody to say, hey, listen, I deal with your kids every day and she's got her head screwed on right. <laughs> of course she does. Uh, Go ahead know, and it, gloat a little more, Daryl. Go well, ahead. I, Let's see you gloat. <laughs> I, 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 listen, listen. I, like I said, I, I talk to my shrink about it all the time, how worried I am that, that, that you know, getting divorced and, 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 you know, my kids coming from a broken home. Uh, I've agonized over the last three years about what that impact would have on my kids. I see you don't like my reaction. I so don't talk. like it when single moms and dads call their homes broken. I really just don't like it. I don't really, it doesn't, it does, you know, it just kind of, if I had a buzzer, I would have go me. Well, you, you, thankfully you have, you have blogged about this very subject about the bias and the stigma that's attached to kids that come from divorce homes. And you, you know, in your assertion, they're not, they're heroes. They're not zeros. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting. You know, I love it when we compare stories. Remind us all again, how old is Elise? Elise is seven. She'll be eight uh, next month in June. She'll be eight in June. Claire will be six in August. So very young. Yeah. Running a mile. That's huge. She's going to be like a soccer star. Who knows what all she's going to be able to accomplish with that kind of discipline and and uh, interest in running, you know, in fitness, you know, maybe this will be something really awesome for her. Especially I mean, she's with always all the been, dancing. She's always been taller than most of the kids, bigger and stronger than most of the kids. Um, you know, and, and as Miss Palaz said, quote, she's a beast, which, <laughs> you know, I take that as a compliment when we're talking about, you know, athletic endeavors. Um, well, so I guess, you know, you brought up my article and I'm glad you did, you know, and I was taken aback by my own son. Um, he was, I guess, maybe uh, early high school, you know, and, you know, every day is an adventure in a single parent home, you know, and you and I are just two comparing notes, you know, but I'm sure everybody out there has had like all different kinds of combinations of moments where there's been the proud moment with the teacher there's been the the feeling like you failed or you're gonna fail you know that anxiety that comes from that and um so i just preface what i'm gonna say right now with the fact that you know the stigma that daryl you just talked about with uh you know the world thinking that oh you came out of a single parent home you're not you know you know, good luck You're to somehow you. somehow deficient, you know? Yeah. But I think that we as single parents also need to acknowledge that sometimes we have that stigma in our own heads and our I own think I hearts. Just made that very clear. <laughs> and um, we need to we need to really acknowledge that. And um, even though we're our children's biggest fans, we are also. Um, the biggest ones to kind of confront them maybe and maybe not trust them as much, you know? And so I just wanted to kind of throw float that out there. 
And uh, but my article, single parent children are heroes, not zeros, happened. I wrote it in Christmas one year. My my son uh, had been just starting to drive, and uh, at Christmas time, when in our home. We had uh, we were both dancing and singing on stage with our church. I was in two or three different uh, sections, and it was a big deal. Uh, very very involved with rehearsal, and this is on top of work and single parent advocates' efforts. And you know, so we were just you know, hi hi hi, you doing okay? You know, and so it was a time when we were both very very busy. And then he always had, you know, year or term uh, tests, you know, at the end of the semester, his social life, you know, usually involved being in a community theater musical as well as in the musical at our church. And then, you know, needing to, you know, feed and clothe ourselves and rest. And it was just always mayhem. And uh, so I... I would always read the notes from the teachers, you know, or the emails, but it was almost like there was Teflon up here. It, like it didn't stick. Even if I put it in my calendar, or I had a task list or a note in my phone, whatever. There were times when I really felt like I failed my son and this was one of the mornings. Okay, so he knocks on my door. Mom, I need a Christmas shirt for class. Okay, you heard the silence just now. That was exactly the silence that I felt at the moment. I'm like, what? And, um, you know, and what he was, it? was... Was it like April or something? Yeah, no, it was like the day of. And um, and it was like, um, he had been growing, you know, he's becoming a young man. And so there wasn't like, I can go get something to give him for a Christmas shirt. I needed a little more notice. And so... Um, I had decorated the house with Christmas items, right? So I went and I grabbed um, a few items. There was a Santa hat and I had some ears, some reindeer antlers, but no shirt. I had no shirt. I couldn't even find a red shirt or a green shirt, you know? And um, so I said, honey, I don't, I, I don't have a Christmas shirt, and uh, but I have these, and you know, you can wear like a cool shirt, and then wear those, and that could be your your outfit. And he was not enthused. He was kind of like the same kind of silence I had when I he asked me for the shirt was the same kind of silence he had whenever I came up with my last minute effort to help him. And he, you know, he's. Like, oh, I guess that'll do. And, you know, he was always so gracious, so kind, so cooperative, even when he was let down. Even if I was the last mom in the the school to pick him up, you know, or the last mom to walk in for the meeting or uh, had to miss a lot because I was working, you know, and he just really moved me. He moved me with how cooperative and uh, respectful and emotionally mature he was in handling all the different variables and trying to watch me handle all the different variables, you know. Uh, even when I lost my temper, you know, I would stress about his spelling tests, you know, and I would fuss at him and he would cry. And um, later I would apologize. You know, we've talked about the power of apology. and. Um, you know, it doesn't make up, doesn't give you an excuse to go off the handle. But if it happens, you know, um, 
he always had the ability to forgive me, you know, and I just had to take pause in that moment, you know, before racing off to work and go, you know, my son is, is one of my heroes. And I think of all the kids I've met that have been growing up in single parent homes that I have had the privilege to be close to, they are astounding young men and women. I mean, they are proactive. They have to help around the house. They mentally understand and have a maturity beyond their years in many cases. Oh, for sure. And for sure. they, you know, understand when things don't come together the way you want to and how you need to have a, you know, can-do attitude and an overcomer spirit. And um, they're resourceful, quick on their feet, charming. I just, I really feel like when I wrote this, I wanted, I wanted there to be something on the books or on Google, so to speak, you know, about how the children in single parent households, oh, they're not losers. They're not. They are winner, winner, chicken dinners. And they really are inspiring. And we, we've met a few people, Kelly Aceta, a couple of the other people we're soon to bring to the to podcast that were raised in a single parent home and what they had to get past and what they've become um, are true um, inspirational stories. And inspirational stories are unfolding in the life of your home right now, Daryl, sure. you know, sure. in your girls and um, you know, I just think we need to be careful about the limitations we set in our minds and our hearts around the lives of single parents, whether you're a teacher, uh, whether you're somebody that's looking to hire an intern, uh, you know, there may be some flexibility or transportation stuff to get around, but these kids, they will impress you. They will if you give them a chance. I don't know if I got to tell the story last week, but there was there was one night uh, last week where the girls and I had had dinner out on the deck and I got done eating and I had a glass of wine and Elise says, no, daddy, stay there, finish your wine. I'll take care of the dishes. And I'm not kidding you, Stacy. She did the dishes from start to finish, unloaded the dishwasher. There were certain things she couldn't reach. So she just left them on the counter. But uh, I mean, she cleaned, she emptied the dishwasher, washer, loaded the dishwasher. She even hand washed two flower vases after she was done with the dishes. I mean, I was blown away. And at one point I go in there and I want to, you know, I'm like, no, no, you, I don't want you to do everything. I, you know, I want you to help me, but I don't want you to do everything. And she goes, no, daddy, I want you to sit out there with Claire and enjoy your, your enjoy your wine. I'll take care of this. And uh, I, you know, I, I, so to your point, I mean, I, I, I kind of entered into this single parenting process with this innate bias. Uh, but to your point, I, I'm, I'm learning, you know, through experiences like what Elise did for me last week and, and this week with the PE coach, uh, I'm seeing what you were talking about in that these kids are incredibly mature and, and, you know, their ability to adapt. Uh, it, it's, it's, I, I'm impressed with what I've seen from my kids so far, for sure. One of the things that I would really, um, invite you and, um, all of, all of our community to do is to recognize um, 
our kids when they really shine. And that is not just on the soccer field or when they get a good test score. Uh, when they shine in the home or, you know, if you're a churchgoer in church, you know, you see them. Uh, when they make you proud, make something of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about like a little sticky note or, you know, I would make these coupons periodically, you know. You know, and we would like draw something out of the jar, you know, and we would go do one of his favorite things, you know, free trip to whatever park the kid wants kids like. Yeah, you know, and and, and of course, if it's a, 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 you know, it'll be age appropriate and and gender appropriate, you know, Mm because I'm sure. Well, maybe there's some some uh, little girls that would like to go uh, play paintball. But, you know, I didn't want to go play paintball. So I would say, okay, you can go take a friend. But that was a treat. Like, no, you did something. I want you to know. I want this to stick with you, you know. And um, I ended up saying yes all the time to all kinds of things because he just ended up really having the heart and soul of somebody that you love to be around. He really is a wonderful young man. Uh, we, As he's grown, we've had our differences. But um, I will always be proud of his heart and um, a, a, about who he, who he is as it relates to patience and flexibility and being cooperative and well, encouraging and- to others, you know. And I, and I'm and I'm going to say this to you, just like I said to a friend of mine last week who was down here at Disney World celebrating her son graduating uh, sigma cum laude or whatever that means. You know, one of the, one of these top graduates at Ohio State University, and she, like you, raised the kid on her own. So, I mean, I hope you take pride in that because your son wouldn't be the man that he is were it not for your influence and your rearing. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, no, that's. Um... You know, for sure. And I know, you know, none of us are perfect. And we can, even if we're not perfect, we can still, you know, uh, open the door of life to a wonderful human being. And um, a wonderful human being is, uh, you know, somebody who makes your heart glow when you have an interaction with them, just like that teacher did with Elise, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like we just need to get past ourselves and drop this, this, this word broken, drop it. Our kids are not broken. We're not broken. It needs to, you know, a, a vase can be broken right? We can have a part on our car that can be broken. But just because we have a living situation that uh, had to change for, what do we call it? The five D's, Daryl? And Daryl is not a D. (laughs) It's divorce, death, disease, disability, and decision. All of these things are paths that lead us to where we've chosen to be a single parent, you know, and, um, you know, that doesn't make us broken that we've had a life situation that has changed. We may feel broken, but, uh, truly, uh, if we allow ourselves to feel broken, then we're going to make our kids feel broken and that's not healthy for them. That's not healthy for us. 
And so um, I want to recognize, you know, you as a hero in the life of your child for sure, but also know that she's a little hero herself. And and Stacey, thank you for educating me once again, as you do every week here (laughs) on the Single Parent Advocate podcast. You know, I love it. I, I, and I, and I hope, you know, as we talk about almost every week, I hope that the listeners and the viewers, uh, you know, take something away from our conversation too. I mean, I'm at the early stages of the process of single parenting. You've been through many of the things that I have ahead of me. And, and I love that we're able to get together every week and, and kind of share our experiences and our stories. And, and I, I really do, Stacey, I do always learn something from you every week. This week, it was the five D's. Well, I learned I learned everything from you and and everybody too, and um, you know, it's wonderful to uh, know that our life uh, is meaningful, you know. And uh, thank you. And I, 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 you know, I'm wanting to hear everybody else's stories too someday. You know, maybe we can. Uh, do a forum or something, you know, or people can well, comment watch, on the you YouTube. Do, you know, we have a YouTube now. And so people could comment some of their their stories there. on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> my kids watch so many YouTube videos. Oh my word. What Stacey. do all the YouTubers say? Uh subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, click the like button, subscribe. <laughs> Share the love. You guys, yes. if you guys want to want to participate and share some stories, uh, uh, good stories, we'd love to hear them. And again, a reminder, Father's Day is around the corner. Back to school stuff, singleparentadvocate.org. Click the donate button, support all of the tremendous work that uh, Stacy and her team of volunteers do. Stacy, I, I, that's all I got for this week. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I wanted to tell everybody that uh, we are starting a new uh, fundraising platform Um, I'm going to be posting about it pretty quickly. It's called Make Shopping Count. And so you can go to Make Shopping Count and find Single Parent Advocate. And so if you are somebody who is an office manager and you buy office supplies for your company or uh, you're a family that just is ordering online, you can go to Make Shopping Count. You can select Single Parent Advocate as your tr- uh, your charity of choice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they'll send us money to help buy the school supplies and, and continue the work. And that's a great way to donate, you know, when you don't have necessarily a, a lot of uh, extra cash, you can take care of yourself and then um, participate in shopping online this way. And uh, the program really supports the kids and us as well. Similar model to to BBVA when you open up an account there or when you go to Amazon Smile and pick Single Parent Advocate there. So three different ways you can take care of yourself and still support the Single Parent Advocate community. And for the latest on that, we should follow you on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, I'll be probably putting that together next week. But for all of our podcast family, you know early. All right. Well, folks, want to thank you once again for joining us on the Single Parent Advocate. I am Daryl Moody. She is Stacy Porthers, the Single Parent Advocate. Thank you folks so much for joining us, and we will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.